0: Welcome to the VoiceOver Insider free podcast, a service, of course, of Julie Williams' free VoiceOver Insider. For industry news, tips, and information, be sure to subscribe at www.voiceoverinsider.com. I'm Paul O'Connor, here to introduce our host, Julie Williams. What's coming up on the podcast today? Thanks,
1: Paul. Our guest today is Randy Thomas, but before we get started with Randy Thomas, I wanted to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you by Emerald Coast Productions, LLC, with voiceover editing service at $25 an hour if you're a podcast listener, and uh, quality and attention to detail for free. I, I know, Paul, he's, uh, he's got such a sense of humor, and um, as far as production, man, he, he knows his stuff. You can call him at 850-982-3370. If you miss that number, the nice thing is that you can always rewind the podcast, right, so you can get it. All right. So our guest today is Randy Thomas, who is uh, famous. (laughs) You'll know her from... uh, If you don't know who she is, you have heard her. I promise you that. She does network promo, affiliate promo, uh, radio imaging, live announce. In fact... I think, Randy, weren't you the first female ever to be hired on a, a live announce award show?
2: Well, that's absolutely true. And first, I want to say thank you for inviting me on your podcast. And I really appreciate what a positive, awesome voice you are for the VO community. So oh, thank you thank for you. having me.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. I appreciate that. So say it again. <laughs>
2: Julie, you rock.
1: That's uh, the the abbreviated (laughs) version.
2: (laughs) And yes, I I am the first woman to announce the Academy Awards, which was the first of all the big major shows Mm -hmm. that uh, started the trend of utilizing a female voice for live announce. Uh, That had never happened before. And it was actually surprising to me that the Oscars had gone 65, Four years without utilizing a woman's voice. And then mm. I started on the 65th, which was in 1993, which actually seemed kind of late in our time for yeah, yeah. Uh, women to not have, uh, have a voice in these live shows. So yeah. And I'll be returning on, uh, on March 4th to the 90th Academy Awards. Fun. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting.
1: So right now, which networks are you on? I know things vary. Uh, Which networks are you on that we can hear you on um, at this present time?
2: You know, it really comes and goes because (laughs) of the nature of promo. Sometimes it just lasts a day or two. Sometimes, you know, I I was the voice of entertainment tonight for many years. But Oh, I always
1: heard you on there. I loved it.
2: That's right. And The Insider as well. But those shows have now moved toward just having their hosts do all of the voiceover. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So after 2008, a lot changed in the television industry. Budgets were cut. You know, things seemed to be getting you know, they're just spending less and less money on voiceover. It's the challenge that we all face. Right. Uh, but in terms of getting big, giant shows like in Entertainment Tonight, it's, uh, it's definitely more of a challenge today to become the voice of some sort of a premium brand. I work on that every day. I, I'm keep, I keep trying to make that happen. And uh, we do have some exciting things that are, are happening in the, in the wings that we'll be able to talk about soon.
1: Tell us your voiceover story, where you came from, how you got here, and basically, that's it, where you came from and how you got here, because I know it's been a long haul.
2: Well, yeah, it has been. You know, I started using my voice as a teenager when I was a disc jockey in radio. So I was that kid that grew up with a transistor sort of glued to my ear. I loved music. I loved uh, playing music. I loved everything about um, the world of rock and roll and and just music in general as a kid. So as a teenager, when I was able to jump in and become a disc jockey, I I took that shot. And I did that for uh, 20 years. And then I became the first woman to do all of these live shows. And that actually transitioned me from radio into a full-time live announcer. And that's what I've been doing ever since, concentrating on, because I came out of radio, I do radio imaging for radio stations around the country. And uh, television affiliate work is something I'm really comfortable with. And that means I'm potentially the voice of a TV station in your market. And uh, then, of course, the um, bigger gigs are when you get to do national work. And uh, that's, that's kind of what I do. And I also started a podcast recently. So I'm oh, going cool. back to my broadcast roots using my voice and, and doing interviews like you are right now,
1: Julie. Do you have any memorable stories from over the years, something fun that happened, funny that happened, uh, you know, as you, I mean, we've all got something going on that might not come to mind right away, but there's Mm -hmm. some funny stories in radio and voiceover all along the way. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, a couple of my Oscar stories are, um, the first year I did the show was with Billy Crystal at the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, which is a very small venue. I love it. Yeah, he he was one of the greatest hosts ever. He was so creative. I mean, he's still with us, but he's not hosting anymore, but he does make funny appearances on Oscars and other shows like that. So um, Billy's throat was bothering him, and... At the time I was using these uh, vocal drops, now I'm a young living organic essential oils freak. But back then (laughs) in 1993, I just was using this elixir called um, Song of the Nightingale. And it was a little, had a little peppery flavor to it, but it was, um, you know, it was sort of like a honey taste. And I really thought it was a great cure for anything bothering your throat. And uh, so Billy said his. His throat was bothering him and he had just been out on the stage singing and, you know, rehearsing his opening act, which is a lot of singing and dancing. So during the uh, break between rehearsal and going on the air live with the Oscars that night, I wound up offering him the song of the Nightingale. So I go into his dressing room and I'm like, well, Billy, you can try what I use. And he's like, "Okay, let me try it. And I literally told him to tilt his head back and I dropped the elixir into his mouth. And he's like, oh that's spicy. And I was like, Oh my God, what have I just done? Billy Crystal has to host the Oscars and I may have damaged his voice, but (laughs) luckily it worked. He was in great voice and he and his wife actually thanked me at the ball after, but that was a very scary moment for me.
1: Yeah. That's Can you funny. just
2: imagine Billy Crystal can't <laughs> sing tonight? Why the announcer gave him some weird elixir? <laughs> you know, he could have been allergic to something in there. Like, what was I thinking? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. have, have you seen that video of crazy voiceover direction going around, going viral uh, about the lion? No. No. okay it's basically uh you can go to um my uh facebook group the voice over insider facebook group and okay. i I posted the link yesterday the the lion thing is is how it ends and that's like the climax ever but it has lots of lots of uh, you know three three clients, and then you 've got your director and you 've got your uh, engineer, and then you 've got your voiceover talent in the booth and it 's just got so many crazy things on there, and one of the things that I thought was the funniest, even funnier than the lion thing is uh could you piece, uh, could you keep the pace but slow down the words a little bit
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's always something
1: okay, so tell me a little bit about uh, let 's start with live announce i mean you 've done a lot of it you 've done it with Billy Crystal, yay. For women and, and even for men too, is that kind of an exclusive club or is it sort of like you just don't know who's going to get it this year?
2: Um, I do think it's an exclusive club. When I started and I was the first woman, it was only men and me. So that was why in the 90s and early 2000s, I was very blessed to book all of the shows, Oscars, Tonys, Emmys, uh, Screen Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and more recently Kennedy Center honors no woman had done that rock and roll hall of fame no woman had done that so i guess i got to do a lot of first sort of setting the stage and as far as it being an exclusive club the good news is it's now open to women who have found their way in and they are having their chance to use their voice for these big shows and uh most are doing a fantastic job and so the arena is a little bit bigger than it used to be. But I do teach live announce for folks because not everyone is gonna have an opportunity to announce the Oscars perhaps, but you know, some of these non-union shows, like even MTV awards, things like that, mm-hmm. even local things in your area, doing corporate live announce, there are ways to make money in the world of live announce. And then if you're blessed and lucky enough, if you're good at it, To get tapped to audition for a major show, once you've done it more on a local level and, uh, you know, regional level, you should be ready for national or global broadcast award shows. So it's not the most difficult job in the world. It just requires specific training and um, specific ear and knowledge of what to listen for and, you know, the crazy things that can happen during the course of a show um, and the things you need to be (laughs) aware of, I guess, just to go in. But yeah, I mean, it's opening up all the time. I'm working with artists who just they are doing local live announce, uh, worked with a ga- uh, gal, Helen uh, Gillen Moore, and she did some live announce in New York, but it was for an international police conference. So it mm-hmm. was representatives from the police from all over the world. And she's a Brit and she did a wonderful job and it was really great working with her and she said that because of of the training that I gave her which would be oscar worthy training she felt so prepared and uh she apparently um you know slayed the job she was great yay that whole word live is kind of scary <laughs> right yeah no no second no second
1: chances and no um Yeah, so it's crazy. So when you're teaching live announce, I assume you mean mostly private coaching for live announce. Yes. Um, Have you found that uh, unlike with most voiceover, people who have a radio background actually have a little bit of a bent toward that? Well, that's a good question. I
2: do believe that that's why I booked the Oscars is because I did come from live and being very comfortable as a disc jockey on the radio, talking to people every day, Mm -hmm. I was able to say, listen, when the red light is on, that's when I'm at the top of my game. And I feel that that set me apart from voice actors that don't do broadcast or live uh, that are just, you know, actual actors as opposed to a broadcaster. I felt Mm -hmm. that it gave me a very, Uh, big advantage.
1: With Live Announce, what are one or two tips that you teach your students who want to get into first local and then maybe even the big shows?
2: What is it that they have to do?
1: Just a couple of tips you would give them in, say, performance.
2: Well, know who you're speaking to. Know who it is that you're truly announcing. Get deep into their history, their Um, everything that they are about so that you can communicate that to the folks that come. Like, for example, if you're doing, say, a charity in your area, you want to really research, a fundraiser, I should say, you Mm -hmm. should research the charity, really get to know it and feel connected to it because that will totally help your presentation because everyone that would be there is already connected. So you can't just be this disembodied voice that knows how to read and say words. You need to find a way to connect more deeply and then I feel that it just enhances your performance and those listening that are a part of that particular event um, feel more connected to you and they respond better to you when you're not just a voice that's not aware of what's really going on there.
1: Yeah, and more than just a script, it's a little bit homework.
2: Yeah, I would say so because you're looking for ways to truly connect. You know, Dave Walsh, the amazing coach, he does a thing called the True Tell And it doesn't matter what area of voiceover you're looking to exceed in or to master, whether it's commercials, animation, narration, promo, he really taps into what is it you need to do to have this be your truth, therefore is the true tell. So. If you're going to tell a story, which is basically what voiceover people do, whether we're doing it in a live situation or if you're pre-recording a package for that live situation, you really want to have a connection to the words, to the meaning behind a particular award, Uh, be familiar with people who have won it in the past. So yeah, it does require a little bit of work on your part. Uh, Luckily for those of us that do broadcast shows, over time, we're able to look at all the videos and we know about the history of the Grammys or the Tonys or the Emmys. But then you want to dial in even more and be aware of all the shows that are nominated. Uh, Make sure that you see as many of the shows that are nominated. It will help you. It really will. It'll give you a sense of familiarity that the listeners will appreciate.
1: We're talking to the inimitable Randy Thomas, and uh, when we come back, we're going to ask her some questions about Network Promo.
0: All right. We'll be right back after this short message.
1: Julie Williams has been a voiceover coach for
2: decades and has helped thousands of talents to launch a VO career, refine their VO performance skills, develop winning demos and marketing plans and market themselves in voiceover. She's taught all levels from beginners to voiceover coaches. But don't take our word for it. Let's hear what some of Julie's actual students have to say.
3: Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, back when radio was still fun in Houston, Julie Williams came to me to help her put together her very first demo. And now, decades later, who do I go to for the tips and tricks of the trade and the direction and coaching I need? I go to Julie. After just one lesson with Julie Williams, I learned so much. One lesson. Old dog, meet new tricks. She's not just a great voice talent. She's a great director. And after all, we really need that, that voice in the back of our head that says, no, this is better this way. This is a winning way. This is what I've learned. That's what she gives you. So go to Julie, listen to her Do what she says, so you too can perform to the best of your God-given ability
2: julie isn't just a teacher who teaches during your time together she's a coach who guides you through every step of your career according to your specific needs you can find out more about julie williams coaching at julie com or by emailing her directly at julie at julie williamscoaches.com
0: and now a few final words from julie and her guest
1: welcome back to the voiceover insider podcast i'm julie williams And uh, Randy Thomas is our guest. You've heard her. Believe me, you've heard her. (laughs) You've heard her on Inside Edition. You've heard her on Entertainment Tonight. You've heard her on way, way, way back when, the Hooked on Phonics commercials. That's the first time I heard Randy Thomas that I know about. Uh, You've heard her on umpteen zillion um, awards shows. And uh, we're going to talk right now about network promo. Um, Which networks have you been on doing some promo, Randy?
2: ABC. CBS. I believe I've done something for NBC. I've worked for CNN and uh, some of the other cable networks. I worked for Fox when they were hiring women. So basically, I've been on all of the networks. Uh, I am not one of the daily network voices at this moment, but we're always working
1: on that You know what is so funny? You're like, um, I've done ABC. I've done CBS. I think I've done NBC. (laughs) If someone says, what commercials have you done or what have you done recently? I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go look at my invoices to tell you. (laughs) Because you do so much stuff and maybe it's age, but sometimes I don't remember from one day to the next what I voiced. Or then I'll think, Oh, gosh. Yeah. I remember voicing that. Was that an audition or a job? (laughs) Right.
2: Exactly. We all get confused.
1: Right. Um, So tell us, just like you did with Live announce, what are some tips that you would give the person who wants to get into network promo? And is network promo hard to get into or is it an exclusive club?
2: I would say Network Promo is a very exclusive club. It's very hard to break through there. You know, a lot of today's work really comes from a relationship with your agents and the relationship that your agents have with the networks. That is a great inroad to networks is making sure that the agent that you're signed with has actually booked talent that are currently on this network or that network. And, and you can generally see based on the voices that are on the networks and which agency represents them, who the biggest players in the industry are. And um, luckily Atlas Talent is right at the top of that list. And that's who represents me. So it's a good thing.
1: So when you're uh, talking about your agent, uh, let's say Atlas has uh, somebody already on uh, ABC. And ABC wants to have a voice. Does Atlas just continue to promote uh, Jane Doe, who's on ABC, or does Atlas suggest other people and not Jane Doe because they obviously want to change?
2: Mm. Well, I would think that that is where the agents definitely have to utilize whatever um, (laughs) their best skills are. So they already have a voice that's on the network. Say they have a male and a female that are on network. X, Um, and they get a sign from the network they're looking to make a change are they doing their artist a disservice that is currently signed to the network by sending them other voices and and perhaps uh, you know trying to sell other people on the roster that are not the artist you know
1: that's exactly what I was asking.
2: Yeah, so that's gotta be where being an agent is very tricky. You would like to think as the artist that, that won that job, that you're going to get a certain amount of loyalty from the agent, but really the agent's job, other than to represent you and negotiate the best deal that they possibly can for you, they don't really work for the voiceover artists. We are in their stable but they're working for the buyers. That's their job. They have to super serve the buyers first because that's where all their future work will come from. So if they try to protect a particular artist in a particular job by not wanting to unseat them, by giving them potentially uh, voiceover artists that are as good or better than that choice that they had made initially, Are they serving the client who is the network or are they serving the talent? And I would say nine out of 10 times their job is to serve the network.
1: We're talking to Randy Thomas, who is a network promo voice, she's a live announce voice, Um, uh, she does affiliate. Promo work, radio imaging, um, you name it, she does it. Randy, one other question is it, it must be a lot easier to get into affiliate promo. There are so many stations. Would you find that uh, that's not an exclusive group and they're really open to new people or are they kind of hoping to get the network people as well?
2: Well, I think that there are people that do affiliate work all day long and the ones that work the most tend to get the the most work because when you're choosing to do affiliate or even network promo, you, it's what we call the golden handcuffs job. When Mm. I was the voice of ET, it was golden handcuffs from nine in the morning till seven at night. I really couldn't leave my studio. Mm. I was on standby and my deal was I could not leave them waiting for more than 15 minutes for a pickup session or wow. session. So that's when your life becomes sitting around your microphone. So those are the people that are poised and ready to do affiliate work. If you're not working 6, 8, 10 hours a day doing this work and you want to be that person that gets their first affiliate, but you're used to leaving the house and going places and then they text you and they're like, hey, we need you in five. And you're like in town and you're you haven't even paid your bill yet. Like, how do you do that? So that's why the people that are in their home studios all day long are the people most likely to get those affiliate jobs and network promo jobs.
1: And what about radio imaging? Do you find that uh, that's a whole lot more flexible that you have, you know, maybe a a day or two? Or is it pretty much, have this back to me in an hour?
2: Well, I think in today's climate where folks are making inroads to radio imaging as well as affiliate, they are showing up in a way that sets the new standard. Back in the day, if you got radio, I, I was doing a ton of imaging, they would send you copy. If you sent it the next day, they'd be really happy. Would they wait two days? Yeah, but guess what? In today's world, these program directors of radio stations all across the country that are tasked with, you know, having to work for five stations in, you know, in one cluster, yes. and they're, they're underpaid and overworked. If you, as the voice of the, of the uh, station, don't turn the work around right away for them. It's very frustrating for them because they're under tremendous pressure and we used to have the luxury of a day or so, but now really if you're on it, you turn it around within the next hour or a couple of hours. For me, like three to five hours later would be taking a long time, but it would just depend on where I am. I mean, I live here in LA, so I go to studios and I'm going to meetings and I'm running around, so I'm not always at my mic in my home studio. No,
1: you're always on the freeways in traffic.
2: (laughs) Right, and stuck in damn traffic. But um, yeah, so that's why if I'm going to be out in traffic for the day, I bring my focus right in my laptop and my Sennheiser 416, and I keep it in the trunk, and I can just hop into my car if I have to. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I want to get to information about your coaching. But before I do, do you have anything else you would like to add? about any of these genres we've been talking about.
2: I just think that for whatever kind of voiceover work you want to focus on, really become intimate with it. Just, it's got to be an extension of who you are and and know whether that is a genre you're supposed to be working in. I'm very lucky. I don't say that commercials are the first thing that I will do because it's not really what I book. Um, there's a very conversational, nonchalant sort of Uh, very natural read in commercials that makes that a little harder for me to book. I definitely have the voice of a promo announcer, live announcer. Uh, Radio imaging is a lot more fun. We get to laugh at ourselves a little more. But just know your voice type. Know the copy that you're able to just nail every single time. If it's a natural extension of you, that's where you should be focusing. And also that natural extension should bring you the most happiness when you're doing that work. So tell me about your coaching. How does it work? Well, for a long time, I was definitely too busy to coach. But then... In uh, 2003, I moved to Florida so that my daughter could grow up in a small town and my husband. And And it was at the time where everything became digital. So I was super busy, but I did find time because enough people, well, that's why I wrote the book, Voice for Hire, because people were asking me over and over the same questions. And I thought, well, if I put it in a book, then that will help people. And, and maybe then after they read it, if they have questions, you know, look me up, call, come to me. And I have had so many women, especially, who reach out to me and want some help getting live announced coaching or radio uh, imaging or affiliate. And so um, those are the, the people that I wanted to help. After you give your advice away for free a million times, then you realize, oh, I really am a coach. I should just get you know paid for my, my years and years of hard won experience. So I have it on my website, randythomasvo.com. I can coach you in all of those areas. Um, My rate is posted there. And then there's a calendar. You can pick a date. I do a free 15-minute evaluation to see if this is something you want to do with me. Then, you know, you can go ahead and book. And uh, we can make some plans to help you really jumpstart your career in 2018. Because I am someone that's been doing this long enough that I I, my husband has an expression: Experience is cheapest if you're smart enough to get it secondhand. <laughs> and I feel like that's what I can do. I can help people uh, navigate, and you know, uh, a few avoid a few bumps in the road just by having had the knowledge of someone who's been there.
1: You know, I love that because people ask me why I continue to coach with people. I've been doing this 41 years, you know. Why do you coach with people? Well, how sad is it if I only get to reap the benefits of my 41 years of experience when I can reap the benefits of Pat Fraley's 43 years plus your decades of experience or even the experience of somebody who has been in the business for for 5 to 10 years because – Everybody has different experiences that I didn't have. So mm-hmm. that's how you truly grow. Not by being a snob and saying, hey, I've been doing this a long time. I can't learn from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a little
2: short-sighted. You know, I, I'm always willing to sit down and talk to people. I learn things all the time.
1: Yeah, I learned from coaching. It's amazing.
2: <laughs> it's yeah. Awesome. It- It really is. I love to see how other people process things, and uh, it gives me great insight into um, voiceover when I I see how other people do it. Um, I do it my way, other people do it their way, and we can learn from each
1: other. Um, Sure, it must be really difficult for you from where you are to see how hard it is for somebody who's not in this the genres, whichever one, to try to get in because you're already there. You're not going through the motions of trying to break in.
2: Well, that's true. But again, someone just has to put their mind to it, say, this is what I want to do. And that's usually when folks reach out to me, like, this has Mm. been a dream of mine. And now um, I would love to just take a lesson with you and see if I'm supposed to do this work. So that's, yeah, that's kind of how it happens. And, you know, the voiceover community is amazing. You know, there's a connection that I see here between voice actors and mentors and coaches. And it's, you know, we see it on Facebook. And I think it's amazing. Um, I think it should be utilized. People should really take it and learn everything they can
1: through other people's experience. You know, members of World Voices organization have a, an opportunity to get a free mentor. There's lots of people who've signed up to do it, and not as many people have signed up to get a mentor. I've got two mentees, so you people need to take advantage of things like that. Okay, one more question. Sure. Someone wants to train with you. What's the first step?
2: Well, um, reach out through my website, and let's talk about what it is you want to do. You know, I'm not someone that will send you to a website where you have to buy and download a million videos before you can study with me. <laughs> I hate that. Let's just talk. Let me, I, I think I'm intuitive enough when I have a conversation with someone to know whether they have it or whether their commitment level is there that, that would be needed to be successful. And mm-hmm. that's something I can only learn in a conversation. So
1: I think connecting
2: is definitely the best way to go.
1: Mm-hmm. We've been talking with Randy Thomas. Uh, RandyThomasVO.com is where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, it's just been an awesome time. Thank you so
2: much. I really appreciate it. As we're signing off, I just want to say that I have the Oscars coming up in March, in April I'll be announcing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. Hey. And then at the end of April, I'll be going to Dublin to coach for J Michael Collins event that he's put on in Dublin that's going to be amazing. And then I've been invited to speak at the One Voice conference in London. Then I'm going to be going to Florida and New York and outside Washington this summer to uh, do some coaching. So I'll be traveling this summer. And if you hear about a class, maybe I'll, I'll have you help me uh, spread the word, Julie, when we're ready to post our, oh, our yeah, just me classes. know classes. Yeah, uh, that way, any of your folks can definitely uh, perhaps jump into one of the classes that we're holding.
1: Absolutely. This podcast is brought to you by Emerald Coast Productions, LLC, with voiceover editing services at $25 an hour. If you tell him Julie sent you, okay? And uh, I know Paul. His name is Paul Swift, and he's got decades of radio experience, and he knows his stuff as far as production goes. So just give him a call, 850-982-3370. And join us next time on The Voiceover Insider Podcast when we talk with Eliza Jane Schneider of uh, South Park Theme, and we'll learn all about how to do accents and dialects. I'll talk to you then.
0: We're glad you were able to join us today. Feel free to email Julie with any questions at julie at juliewilliamscoaches.com. We'd like to thank our editor, Morning Joy Lynn, who can be reached at morningjoy at voeditor.com. And, of course, thank you for listening. Till next time, I'm Paul O'Connor, along with Julie Williams, wishing you prosperity in all you do.